Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So here we are at the end of 2020, last few days left of December. And for some of us this year will have been incredibly difficult. For some of us, maybe we've discovered new opportunities or new skills or new talents that we had kept hidden or somehow had been kept hidden and we've managed to go forward with them. But as we look towards the coming of the new year, let's have a think. What do we want for ourselves in that new year? Well, perhaps one of the things that we always want and that we want for the new year and we want for ourselves always is that we are productive, that we do what we want to do and we achieve what we want to achieve. But sometimes having a goal like that can feel too big, can feel like too big a mountain to climb because, oh my gosh, I want my whole year to be productive. That sounds unachievable. So let's break it down. I know it sounds really obvious, but a year is made up of days. So let's just focus on a day, one day. How do we get the day to be productive? Because we want to strive hard in figuring out our interests, maybe our potential, and we want to learn to manage that precious commodity, which is time. So maybe we're going to set some goals, maybe we're going to develop strategies to accomplish those goals. But just as a sidestep, we have to think, what are these goals that we have really aimed at? Are they aimed at gaining the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God the Most High? What goals should we set for ourselves to achieve in a day that are aimed at gaining his pleasure and inching closer to our final goal, our ultimate goal of paradise, of Jannah? But you know what? And it's not a guessing game. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God the Most High, never does that to us. He always gives us guidance and he gives us the answer for that productivity that we're searching for in the seven short ayahs, the seven short verses of the Quran, which are very aptly titled Al-Fatiha or the opening. By using these ayahs, we can structure our day each and every single day for it to be inshallah productive so let's look at each of the ayahs each of the verses as a brief glimpse to see how can we use what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in each of those seven ayahs those seven verses how can we use that to structure our day so let's start Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is God the Most High telling us here in this first verse? Well, it means in the name of Allah, the one who is kinder than you could ever imagine, the one who is more merciful and caring than you could ever imagine. So Allah is telling us, that we should start every action that we want to do, we should start it with the name of Allah in our minds and in our hearts. And when you do that, 
when you call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to your mind, when you are deeply thinking that everything that you're doing is being allowed to you by the most merciful, by the one who really truly loves you, then that increases the blessings, it increases the barakah in what you're doing. So it can even increase the blessing in your time, something that you thought was going to take you the whole day. Maybe you can accomplish it in an hour. Maybe something that you thought was going to be really difficult for you to achieve was made easy for you by that blessing that Allah put in that action. So for example, we could say, Bismillah, we could start with the name of Allah before we eat or before we start something new or before we come into the house. I mean, literally every action that you can think of, when you train yourself to call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to your mind by saying his name, by saying Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, by saying in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful, then if nothing else, that will prevent you from doing something that is not pleasing to Allah. Because how would you do something that was sinful, that was just an evil thing to do, when you're saying the name of the one who sees you all the time, who knows you better than you know yourself, the one who you will ultimately return to? You would have to stop yourself. You would have to check yourself at that point. So, ayah number two, verse number two. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise, all thanks is due to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. So what is the point that we can take out from this verse? How can we use it in our day? Well, Allah is telling us that a true believer, somebody who is conscious that Allah is their Lord, somebody who wants to live a God-centered life, that person will be grateful to Allah in every circumstance. So no matter whether you think you're going through an easy day or the day is starting to become difficult for you, you're still grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you look around and you acknowledge the blessings of Allah and you thank him for those blessings each and every single day. And yes, I know sometimes days can seem so dark, so hard, so difficult that you feel, I don't know, I don't feel like, is there anything I can be thankful for? But you know, Allah knows that you will have days like that. So Allah says to you in the Quran, if you were to count the blessings of Allah, if you were to try and count the blessing, blessings that Allah has given you, you personally, then you would never be able to get to the end of that list of blessings. Because even if a day is difficult and you're feeling sad, maybe you do know that you will be able to eat that day. Maybe you do have warm clothes to wear. So there's always something that we can say alhamdulillah about. Say there is always something that we can be grateful and thankful to Allah about. And although it seems like such a small thing, 
It's a very practical exercise that can sometimes, in some situations, help you to get over a difficult scenario and maybe a, a situation where you find yourself fighting with discontentment and hopefully increase your chances of having a more stress-free and inshallah more productive day. So ayah number three. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim So what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us here? He is saying that he is the entirely merciful, the especially kind, the, the most caring. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's beautiful qualities of being merciful, I mean more merciful than you could ever, ever imagine, is being stated here. So how do we use that? How do we use that in our everyday? Well, we should try and adopt these qualities in our daily lives and be that kind to the people who are around us. And you know, sometimes it can be those people who are immediately around us, our family, maybe our neighbors, maybe our friends. I mean, it's, it is a lot harder to be around your friends these days, isn't it, with the social distancing? So it's usually your family, the ones that you are living with the day to day, Maybe you've been with them and only them for most of this year. And sometimes that can kind of breed that discontentment in you that can make you feel, oh, it's the same people that I'm seeing the whole time. I wish I could see somebody different. I wish I could spend time with somebody different. And then you end up being a little bit less kind to your spouse or your children or whoever it is that you're living with. So stop and think these are part of Allah's blessings the people that you can call your family the people that you can call upon when you're in need these are people that you should be being kind to because just as we acknowledge that Allah is the entirely merciful the especially merciful so by the same understanding how can we not be kind to those around us and at the moment, mm, our community, well, that's really hard to connect with, isn't it? We don't really get to see people face to face on a regular basis like we used to before the pandemic. But that doesn't mean that we ignore our community. It doesn't mean that we just kind of shut our doors and don't think about anybody else. That wouldn't be being kind. That wouldn't be being merciful. We can still get in touch with people. I mean, Alhamdulillah, we have so much technology at our fingertips. Use it for good. Use it for checking on those people who you know are lonely, who you don't have family that they're living with, who are so lonely that even a message from you just to say, you know what, I was just thinking of you. How are you doing today? How's your day going? That can make such a difference to them. So we need to be a bit more creative at the moment. We need to think of ways that we can still connect with other people, that we can show kindness to other people who we don't get to see on a daily basis. It doesn't mean that because we're living in a pandemic, and in fact, I think even more so because we're living through this pandemic, we need to embody these characteristics of being kind, being merciful, even more so than we were before. So this is definitely how we can make use 
and we can take benefit from this ayah in our everyday routines. So ayah number four. Maliki yawmiddin. Now this is a quite a heavy one actually. So after we've just said that Allah was so merciful, so kind, Allah then goes, to goes on to remind us in this ayah that he is the owner of the day of judgment. He is the one who we will answer to. So how do we use that on a day-to-day -day basis? How do we use that to make our day more productive? Well, simply tell yourself that this life, the life that you're living now, the life of this dunya, it really doesn't last forever. Nobody knows anyone that lives forever because it just doesn't happen that way. Even now, we're looking outside. It's snowed here where I am, so and everything just looks so bare. The trees don't look like they're ever gonna come back to life again. The trees just look like they're dead. There's no leaves on them. And just like that, we will all pass away. But then, just as in springtime, inshallah, we will see the buds appear, and then, you know, by summertime, everything's in full blossom, just like Allah can resurrect effectively nature that looks so dead in winter, and make it look so alive and thriving in the in the peak of summer just like that Allah will resurrect us and we will then be taken to account for everything that we've done in the time that we had in this life and on that day on that day of judgment we are when we are taken to account Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala God the most high will recompense us for every good deed that we've done. So any small good deed that you've done, even one that maybe even you've forgotten, or maybe doesn't get a thank you from anybody, every single good deed, you will get multiple rewards for that. But just the same, any deed that you've done that wasn't good, that is also, Allah is gonna take you to account for that. So by thinking of that, inshallah, we can balance living in this life and yet always, on the other hand, knowing that we will return to him and that we will be accountable for what we've done. So we don't live in this life as if we're already dead and we don't live in this life as if, you know, we're not going to take part in anything. That's not the message here. The message is to get the balance, which, let's face it, is a lifelong struggle, but let's take it each day at, day at a time and implement that longing for the afterlife in every day where we live in this life, we do things, we're involved in all the responsibilities that we need to do. We take time for leisure because that's important too, but our focus is always on the fact that we will meet Allah and when we meet him, we want our account with him, we want our record with him to be a good record, full of good deeds that we've done purely for his sake. So moving on to ayah number five, verse number five. And this is beautiful. 
because in this fifth ayah, in this fifth verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are saying to him, Oh Allah, it is you that we worship and you that we ask for help. So what benefit can we take from that in our everyday life? Well, every single second of the day, remember Allah, your creator, the Lord of all the worlds, is only a prayer away. He's only a dua away. He's only a supplication away. Literally, he's that close to you and he is waiting for you to ask if you need help from him. The Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, said, a person should call upon Allah alone to provide for all of their needs, so much so that even if a shoelace is broken, that person should pray to Allah to provide the shoelace. And if they need salt, they should ask Allah to send it to him. So let's have a look at that saying of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, because on a surface level, it kind of doesn't make sense. It kind of sounds like we're saying that if you need anything, just make dua and it will arrive on your doorstep. Making dua is not pressing the button on the Amazon page where you're ordering something. It's not like that. What this hadith is saying to you is that realize that you are very much in need of Allah's help. You can try and try to do something and it might not work. If you have not asked Allah to help you, then that was a mistake to start with because there is another saying where we say to Allah that nothing is easy unless you make it easy. So that's number one, that's one dua, that's one prayer that we can make for any difficulty that we're facing. But the other thing is that Allah isn't going to just give us. He wants us to see how much effort we'll make for his sake. So in plainer terms, I guess the understanding is that we need to do our part and then we trust that Allah will help us in every difficulty, every need that we have. So in that way, we are accepting and we are proving that only Allah can help us during our difficulties. We are proving that by asking for his help. So that fifth ayah of these seven ayahs of Surah Fatiha, that fifth verse, we are showing that we have reliance on Allah and we're making the dua, we're using our understanding of who Allah is by calling upon him when we are in need. And one of the interesting things about this ayah is that we're saying we worship and we ask you. So it shows that you're not alone, you're not the only one that's going through a difficulty where you need to call upon your creator. And also it's a nice thing to know that other people can also call out to Allah to help you. It kind of creates those bonds of friendship and brotherhood and sisterhood that we all know that should be tight and strong in our community of Muslims. So let's move on to ayah number six, the, the sixth ayah, the sixth verse 
of this chapter of the Quran. So here we're asking Allah to guide us to the straight path. What does that mean, the straight path? Well, the one that although it's difficult to walk this path, this path will lead us to our ultimate goal of paradise and the next life. And actually it will lead us to happiness in this life as well. And how can we do that on a day-to-day -day basis? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again doesn't leave anything to chance. He knows what we're like as human beings. He gives us that guidance and that guidance is in the form of the practice of the last and final teacher, the last and final prophet and messenger, the prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. So his sunnah, his way. And it's interesting because in this ayah, we're asking Allah to guide us to the straight path. And you might think to yourself, well, I consider myself to be Muslim. I Maybe I've converted to Islam, I've taken shahada, or I've always been Muslim. So surely that means if I am Muslim, I am on the straight path. Why am I asking Allah to guide me? But we know that the way that we've been created, we are very forgetful. And Allah knows that too, because he created us. So we should be renewing our hearts with the remembrance of Allah, because we are so quick to forget. And we are acknowledging that there in that ayah. We're saying to Allah, you know what? Just because we were guided or we have been guided and we are on this path of truth, we, we are Muslims, please don't let us stray away from this path. How many times have you known that you have a task to carry out? And you think to yourself, right, I've got this one hour, I need to get this job done, let me get it done straight away so I can get it done in this hour. And then your mind starts wandering and you start thinking of something else or you start you know, going and doing something different. And you felt that you had been so focused at the beginning of the task and hey presto, you've just lost your focus. So again, we know as human beings, we can get so easily distracted. So this ayah, this ayah is acknowledging that and we're asking Allah to guide us to that straight path over and over again. And he always does. He always will guide us. We're asking and he will answer. Following the practice of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, is that way of making our day productive and keeping guided. We should try and learn something new about the religion of Islam. If we can every day, I mean, it's not actually as hard as it sounds because, okay, we're doing everything online, but within that is a lot of blessing as well because there is so much available online for us to learn something new every day. Maybe learn a new tradition, a new practice of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, or a new, um, a new guidance from Allah, from the Quran, maybe, you know, relating to some issue that you have in your everyday life and by doing that you will increase the productivity of your day okay so we now come to the final ayah of the this verse the final ver verse in this surah 
verse we said that we want to be guided to the path the path that the ones who Allah has given his favor to we want to tread that path we don't want to be guided we don't want to tread the path of the ones that have made Allah angry or the ones who have gone astray so we're carrying on this Dua, the whole of this surah, the whole of this chapter, the first chapter of the Quran is us asking Allah to guide us in our every single day. So how can we put this last verse into practice? Well, we need to be doing good things. We need to be seeking company. We need to have friends that are doing good things. The people that when you're with them, they remind you, they remind you of Allah and the fact that he is the one that we want to please in our lives. Because so many people in this life will just say, just please yourself, do what you want. You've only got one life, live it. Yeah, you do only have one life. So live it correctly. Live it knowing that this life, when it comes to an end for you, your soul will carry on and you will go on to reap the rewards, hopefully, of what you've done that was pleasing to your creator in this life. But we've said before that as human beings, we are easily distracted, we easily forget. But anyone who prays knows that the good news is that this chapter is repeated in every single unit, every single regard of the prayer. And that means that if you're praying five times a day, you're reminding yourself of all of this guidance a minimum of 17 times a day. And really, we can't praise Allah enough for that reminder. Because with every single verse, there is something that we can take from it, something that we can put into practice for ourselves each and every single day. And that can mean that as the days build up, as the months go by, and when we come to the end, inshallah, of 2021, we can look back and think, you know what? That was a productive year for me. So I'll end there. Inshallah, I hope this talk was of benefit for those who've listened. And if it was, then that blessing was truly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk Glory and praise be to you O Allah I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except you I beg of you your forgiveness and repent to you Amen <laughs>